Hello everybody, welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you are all having a great day. Quick side note, um, if you see any lags on the screen or if my computer starts lagging, it is not my fault. Um, one, I have a crappy computer. It's, 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 it's okay, it's not that bad. Uh, two, I just downloaded the, the Beam uh, wallet over here. And it is uh, slowly sinking. This is the way that it seems, or something is happening. And I think it's actually using uh, some CPU at the moment. So just a quick side note. Anyway, uh, speculation time. And first up, we have, according to some reports, a source from NASDAQ said that the exchange is not interested in all the noise around virtual currencies. However, a NASDAQ source said that they are interested in scale. Although this is nothing confirmed at all, there are some sources quoted by Abacus Journal that hint at NASDAQ partnership plans. Apparently, the stock market will not exclude XRP from its platform if it starts adding virtual currencies. According to executives at NASDAQ, or NASDAQ, they are interested in listing the largest cap coins in the market. One of the sources at NASDAQ commented to Abacus Journal that there is no good reason to exclude XRP from their projects, they said, and I do quote, If we start this initiative with the top five or seven security coins by market cap, why would we exclude XRP? There is no good reason to exclude them, at least the way we are evaluating our work. We've leaned in and embraced what they bring to the table. You really can't argue that the firm has an Op notch executive team and is as buttoned up as you will find in crypto and quote uh, quick side note on all of this. This is exactly the conversation that I was having with someone yesterday and I'm I, I, I'm trying to push myself to actually make this video. Um, it, it, it's about how crypto has formed where crypto is now uh, and the uh, good and weird bad parts of crypto. Um, and I told you guys, first of all, this is all speculation, obviously get it, got it good. Um, part of the thing that's very interesting is, is that from the get go, since the ripple team, the company has been formed, they've made sure every single time that they went on television, they were wearing a suit and they always said, we are here to work with the regulators. It's part of one of the reasons why I think XRP is greatly poised, uh, to do very well in the future, simply because Many other cryptocurrency projects, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily 100% believe in uh, regulation. I do believe that it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. There are a lot of things in our lives that we simply don't want that happen on a daily basis that we have no control over because the, the powers that be, whoever they be or whoever they are, uh, kind of control the, the laws and stuff like that. So... I thought it was very interesting from the very beginning. I haven't made a, a particular video on this, but there are other crypto YouTubers who have made videos on like the actual connections that the Ripple company slash team actually has with the NASDAQ, like other stock exchanges, world banks, uh, people who are on the uh, like the Ripple uh, board of directors and stuff like that, what have you, who are like either working in like other world bank positions or um, have worked with other like uh, regulators and stuff like that. So when you hear news like this, it sounds a bit, oh, that'll never happen. No, they, I can only imagine that through the course of, first of all, through the course of 2018, probably very major players in the space knew any type of information about this. And I'm going to go out on the limb and say that, that you probably had the possibility of people from the uh, CFTC and or SEC who have known about this for quite some time. If you look at Ripple's board of directors, 
they have like two or three people who used to work at the SEC, and these people just don't lose contact with each other. Like they don't like hang up the phone, and they're like, well. <laughs> I used to work there, never going to talk to them again. Uh, so I can only assume that at certain points uh, when these discussions were happening, they probably Ripple heard about it and were probably even let into some of the uh, discussions and stuff like that. Continuing on, this is at the same time. Another source explained that XRP could be the second largest cryptocurrency in the market. As per this source, it is very important the market cap at the time of including a coin on the platform. Abacus Journal informs that they had another conversation with the Ripple employee. He said that they had some discussions, look at that, there we go, with NASDAQ about their exchange and all due diligence questions. However, the employee said that NASDAQ will have to take the final decision about who gets listed the next year. Uh, I assume they had this conversation last year, so this is they're talking about who was going to be listed next year. I told you guys before, and this is just my prediction, especially with this news that we have right here. Obviously, Bitcoin is going to be listed. I think it would be probably the weirdest thing in the entire world if NASDAQ launched a, a any type of platform and they just didn't have Bitcoin listed. That'd be kind of odd. I'm going to say my prediction for 2019 simply because I, I think this is also happening quarter one, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're uh, I think they tried to separate themselves a tiny bit from the ICE New York Stock Exchange um, launching of their thing. But I think they may end up coinciding in some sort of way. Anyway, I think this is supposed to happen. The NASDAQ launch. Uh, I think their cryptocurrency platform in 2019. I'm going to say it's definitely going to be Bitcoin. Litecoin is probably going to be in there because Litecoin is uh, somewhat of a crypto household name. It's going to be Ethereum. I have a feeling if they've been in the game for quite some time and they have been collecting Bitcoin and Ethereum, I'm going to assume we may see, may, M-A-Y, see Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Classic. I think EOS and Cardano... And Tron may be too new for the space. I think they're trying to bet on uh, relatively well-known, even outside of the general crypto space, people, the things that people have heard on the news. Um, I'm going to definitely say, especially when they had the thing over here, if, if, if we start this initiative with the top five or seven security coins by market cap, I wish I had a thing open so I could actually see which uh, coins. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, by all accounts at this point, when you listen to people talking about uh, which coins may be securities, um, at the moment, it seems that Lumens is probably definitely a security. Um, I was listening to this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about they had like he, he wasn't a regulator, but it's someone who's been in this space for about 20 years. And he was talking about the coins that are probably going to be designated. Um, the one that stood out the most was Lumens, Stellar Lumens, uh, simply because the Lumens team, I think they they own or control like 81% of the coins or something like that. So I would say as well, first of all, you have to understand that the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange, they already have the the things that Coinbase, these uh, documents and stuff that Coinbase has been trying to get to be able to hold uh, commodities and securities and stuff like that. The NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange already have. So for them to already list securities on their platforms. These are stocks and bonds and mutual funds. And then not to list coins that could potentially be seen as securities. What I think be kind of weird. Uh, so this kind of slides in for XRP to be, I think is going to be listed. It may not be one of the first uh, coin announced as in the first coin just being Bitcoin. This will be very, this will shake up things a lot. This will completely funnel uh, which coins get the most attention because whichever coins, sorry, whichever coins that the NASDAQ announces that they're going to support 
are going to have an enormous amount of Google searches, an enormous amount of people who are trying to desperately put their money into this before the other major big players around the world. Before, but when you when, when you have confirmation that when we do eventually, maybe one day, potentially in a couple of months, weeks, who knows, that they're going to have Litecoin, Ethereum, Classic, Bitcoin Cash, XRP, so and so, Stellar, so and so on on the Nasdaq. You'd better believe there's going to be a FOMO that we've never seen in cryptocurrency before as people are desperately trying to buy up as many of these coins as possible. This will then be, and I said it before, this will kind of be to me like a a, a clear window. I have a, a very clear frame in my head of about 15, 16 coins, 17, 18 coins, somewhere in that number that I think will definitely be around for a while. When the Na When we get confirmation from the NASDAQ, and the New York Stock Exchange, exactly which coin is going to be on their platform, uh, that's it. The, 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 the winners will have been declared. That's at least how I feel about it. Uh, there's no way that these major institutions have thought about getting into cryptocurrencies uh, and then are planning on launching different crypto on their platforms that they plan on failing. Whatever they're going to add, they definitely have a huge amount of them already in their reserves, and they have been waiting for this for quite some time. Once again, they hold all the paperwork already, so it's just a matter of time. And I think it would be incredibly weird if they didn't add the top three coins in the cryptocurrency space. All speculation, obviously. Uh, but what what we've seen in the past is that usually when we have some type of like a an unconfirmed source or someone who's connected to the New York Stock Exchange or rather any type of source. Uh, they typically end up being kind of on the nose or like they are correct in certain aspects. Very interesting times. Uh, I think, I mean, 2019 is just so, it, it just started and it's already so exciting. Anyway, let's move on. So this is going to be a bit of a, like a, a country hop, a multi-country trip or something like that. Uh, New York State is officially launching a cryptocurrency task force aimed at helping the state understand cryptocurrencies and their underlying blockchain technology. Before you get too excited, just wait. Governor Andrew Cuomo signed a bill last month creating the task force to study cryptocurrencies, other forms of digital currency, and blockchain technology. According to a press release issued on Wednesday by the bill's sponsor, Assemblyman Clyde Vanel, the task force will be composed of technologi technologists, technologists, Consumers, institutional and retail investors, representatives of enterprises and academics. The members will be appointed by Cuomo, as well as the state, senate, and assembly. The panel will be required to submit reports on the technology by December 15th, 2020. These reports will include proposals on how the state may best regulate, define, or utilize cryptocurrencies, as well as sweeping overviews of the space, including the energy cost of mining cryptocurrencies, how cryptocurrencies are being traded within the state, how these trades may be affecting tax collection, and a number of other aspects. Uh, it says somewhere around here. Don't remember exactly where it is. Uh, right. This is the part that I found the funniest. Um, it says Vanel uh, said in a statement that the state already leads the country in finance and will also lead in proper fintech regulation. December 15th, 2020 is quite a bit off. I know we just started 2019. I got that. Got that much. But that's still about two years away. Uh, I have... I mean, the U.S. is just... I, the U.S. is just fantastic with the stuff that comes out there. Like, 
I and and it's even funnier because there's another story coming up that is gonna kind of blow this date out of the water. I understand being timid or not wanting to uh, regulate too heavily. I have uh, friends who live in the states who live in New York, and they told me before uh, that the taxation levels for things in New York are already astronomical, especially if you make a lot of money. I'm still usually confused why so many billionaires live there. Uh, they get tax breaks on like real estate and stuff like that. But typically, if you're trying to pay taxes on uh, uh, what's it called? Like long term. Uh, my gosh, the words always, uh, always leaving me. Anyway, New York has very high taxes. Uh, two years is quite a long amount of time. I have a strong inkling uh, deep in my bones that crypto is probably going to have moved very quickly within the next two years. Um, it does not, I mean, the, the things that they want to know or, or need to know, uh, the energy cost of mining cryptocurrencies, you can get that in about two and a half days. If you really want to, there are tons of mining uh, factories and companies around the world who can give you exact figures, especially if you know the, the kilowatt per hour in New York, I'm pretty sure you can calculate that in a day, how cryptocurrencies are being traded within the state. Just ask someone. Why don't you ask the people from Binance or Coinbase or have uh, the people who are creating these cryptocurrencies and ask them yourself how these trades may be affecting tax collection? Probably horribly because people apparently in the States every single time you have to or you are buying something with cryptocurrency. That's also a taxable event. Never heard something so ridiculous in my life. If you have this going on, if blah, 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 blah. If you have this going on for a two year period, at which point they're, they're, they're going to give you a report on the technology and how it's affecting the state, that tells me that we're probably not going to have anything for until 2021 in New York State. You know how fast crypto moves? You know how much the rest of the world, how much faster the rest of the world is moving already? I mean, I, 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 I desperately wish them all the best of luck. I hope it works out for them. I hope that at the end of this, they get all the reports and paperwork that they desire. Um, I am just so confused at how slow innovation is. You, you just cryptocurrencies. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a, anyway, side note. All you have to do is kind of look at the other countries around the world and other cities around the world who are very blockchain and crypto friendly and kind of look at the money that's flowing into their countries and their cities to kind of get a, a better view. Uh, New York, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Even when we had all the other times where Coinbase was talking about adding new coins, uh, every single time New York was excluded. Not exactly sure what's going on there. Um, I wish them all the best of luck. I mean, for those of you who are living in New York, please just hang in there because two years is like, what? What were they thinking? It's nice that they're trying to take the initiative to, you know, make something. Yeah, you know, we're going to learn about this. It doesn't take, it does not take two years and some change to learn about cryptocurrencies. It just doesn't. Next up on the agenda, like I told you, is a little country hop. The Philippine Securities and Exchange Commission, or the PSEC, has said that they are not ready to issue final ICO or initial coin offering regulation. The legislation was meant to be released before the end of 2018. This was said by local media known as the Philippine Star just a couple of days ago. The aforementioned article attributes the delay of the release to a request by different stakeholders for further time to look at the draft ICO rules. The PSEC has reportedly revised anew the proposed regulation by taking into account different shareholders' inputs, 
In the draft guidelines, a regulatory body established that the tokens emitted during an ICO may be classified as securities, and therefore they should be registered with the commission and blah, 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 so-and-so-and-so. The PSEC also stated that in the draft that the sale of security tokens to less than 20 people in one year or the sale to banks, investment houses, insurance companies, and pension funds can be exempted from registration. That's kind of weird. You know, when you're selling to the richest people that it can be exempted. Who would have guessed? Uh, the point is, um, interest. you know, it, how how many people... I've never been to the Philippines. I'm not in the Philippines. I wonder how many people in the Philippines, if they had actually come together and protested and said... Uh, no, you need to change your ICO regulation laws uh, because we think it's unfair. Um, how many people in the government would have listened to them as opposed to uh, stakeholders, very interesting word, uh, who went to the government themselves and said, no, we need to look at it ourselves. Kind of interesting how money works, how money is essentially power. Uh, we will eventually get these regulations. As of now, I think a lot of the cryptocurrency space is already moving past uh, ICOs. Uh, we have a lot of like, yeah. Uh, 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 wow, wow. We have a lot of initiatives who are already moving away from ICOs to maybe STOs if they're trying to be more whatever. Uh, we have people doing airdrops, and we have things uh, where people are trying to actually launch coins once again uh, through word of mouth, same way that uh, Bitcoin was before. Uh, there, there, it, there's so many ways to get around regulation. And I find it, 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 it has to be something where you've been in power for so long that you are just unaware of new technology. I, I can't really describe what it is. There has to be something that has made different countries take, take anywhere from two to four years to give any type of regulation on cryptocurrencies at all. Uh, I don't know. Kind of weird. Anyway, let's move on. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, so right here it says, according to data obtained from BitHomp, B-I-T-H-O-M-P, Blockchain Explorer, the Ripple ledger witnessed a transaction of about 1.1 billion XRP trading through the market, rather trading through the XRP ledger, which is close to around $400 million. Reportedly, the receiving address now possesses over 4.5 billion with the BXRP which amounts to more than 10% of the total circulating supply of the cryptocurrency. And for those of you in the background who raised your hand and said, I knew it, uh, don't forget that we've also had a lot of news recently about people who own uh, more than one, two, three, four, five percent 5% of Bitcoin as well. Uh, so I love you, but please put your finger down because uh, this is happening all across the board. It's not just happening with XRP. Here's the actual transaction thing. I'm not going to read through all the numbers and letters, obviously. It says this is not the first time that a hefty amount of XRP was moved to an unknown address. In August of this year, or rather last year, my gosh, come on. Last year, XRP charts recorded two huge transactions worth over 6 billion XRP. The first transaction saw a transfer of 2.1 billion, while the second one saw a 4.6 billion. So, leading back up to speculation time, uh, other cryptocurrency channels, I, I, I don't do as much uh, diligent digging as I uh, do uh, talking about articles and other things happening in the cryptocurrency space on a daily basis. The other cryptocurrency channels have found many times that there are a number of really huge transactions. It's never like someone transferring like 50,000 XRP or like 45 or even like 15 million. It's always like 1.1 billion. And this leads us into that same exact thing. Uh, I myself have seen an uptick in articles like this 
as the prices have gone down. One can only assume that as prices have gone down, more companies and institutions have been trying to buy up XRP in order to be able to profit. This also ties kind of into this. If you believe or if you are looking at the the writing on the wall, we're going to have a lot of major institutions who are getting into XRP this year. We still have the thing that's supposed to happen at the end of this year. So that is about 12 months away at this point where Brad Garlinghouse said by the Brad Garlinghouse said by the end of 2019 we're going to have dozens of banks who are going to be using XRapid and therefore using XRP. It's all kind of interesting. I mean, this money is going somewhere. It's not just kind of uh, flopping around by itself. It's just an enormous amount of money to think that's like, uh, and it's, it's usually always very round transactions as well. This is how you can kind of tell that it's not like a, it's not an exchange moving around money because typically when you see exchanges moving around money, it's usually like a, a batch of like 428,321 points. So and so it's always like a very weird number based on the amount of coins that they may have on their platform. Just a bit of, not even speculation, like it really actually happened. It's just kind of interesting. Uh, very interested to see like what this all means. Uh, because if you think, I mean, how much 1.1 billion XRP is already a huge amount of money. Imagine from where we are now, if we even get to a $3 XRP, what is that? That's a, a 10 times. That's, that's, that's four, that's $4 billion. If, if XRP ends up going to $10 or even dare I say like 40 or something like that eventually one day it's a lot of money uh the the, the bigger players know uh what's going on what's happening in the background yeah very interesting anyway let's move on on to the next country the South African government has reportedly established a crypto assets regulatory working group the Crypto Assets Regulatory Working Group decided or dedicated to crypto and blockchain has been established by the South African government. English language local news outlet known as Business Live reported on the 2nd of January. Tito Mbauni, the South African finance minister, said it is anticipated that following broad industry comment and participation, the Crypto Assets Regulatory Working Group will be ready to release a final research paper on the subject during the course of 2019, end quote. Hmm. Weird, right? That, uh, that an entire country can do something during the course of 2019, but a state takes about two years. The finance minister noted that the SA Reserve Service is working to include cryptocurrencies in the tax form for the next year. That's interesting as well. The Taxation Laws Amendment Bill of 2018 includes amendments that Mbauni explained would ensure that losses may only be offset against profits from crypto. Not going to spend too much time on that. I thought it was kind of weird that for some reason today there was an enormous amount of news from multiple countries and places uh, about cryptocurrency regulation and exactly what was happening there. Very good. Uh, we do not hear that much about South Africa that often. I do know that we have viewers from South Africa. Hello to all of you. Hope you're having a nice day and or evening, depending on the time that it is there. Uh, but it's nice to hear that some government somewhere is at least trying to build up something. Uh, we have a number of countries around the world, not going to name them at all. You know exactly who they are. Uh, who just for some reason just won't give regulation. It's, it's the weirdest thing in the entire world, uh, especially um, if you look at like um, smaller countries, like even like Malta and stuff like that. Like the the amount of money that's flowing into these countries. I think the 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 island nation of Malta, their 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 what is it? Their GDP, whatever, went up by around like six point six percent 
they're like they're, they, they, their economy grew by 6.6% over the last two years since they announced themselves as a as a blockchain nation, a blockchain island. Like, I I guess maybe other countries are, are kind of getting how much money there is to be made, but other ones are just kind of assuming that this is all going to go away. I, I don't know exactly what to tell them anyway. Uh, good job, South Africa. Let's move on. To kind of finish this all up, local authorities in China are now worried about the exponential growth that digital payments are experiencing in the country. In a recent report released by the FT, the People's Bank of China is very concerned about the declining relevance of cash for processing payments in the Asian country. According to this report, there are several shops and stores that are currently relying solely on digital payments rather than cash. These are some payment applications. There are some payment applications such as Alipay and WeChat, which I'll get to in a second, uh, that are making payments much faster and easier to be performed using digital systems. The issue started to generate some concerns when banks experienced complications to facilitate the flow of cash in the economy. This is why the People Bank of China, People's Bank of China, decided to remind merchants that they were not able to refuse their local currency. On the matter, the People Bank of China said, and I do quote, in recent years, there have been problems with the circulation of renminbi cash, and the people's response has been intense. Consumers at tourist areas, restaurants, and retail merchants have had their cash refused, which has damaged the renminbi's legal status and consumers' right to choose between payment methods, end quote. Without going any further, because China is just a very interesting place altogether. We thought crypto was banned. Crypto's not banned. Apparently, you can own it. You can deal in it. You can't exchange it like in a cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a movement in even within China. I was uh, there, there was a video on YouTube and it, it was very interesting because, you know, those videos like where they have someone sitting in a chair and like you can't really see their face and they're talking like this. And they were asking this person, they were like, do people still mine uh, Bitcoin in, in China, like do normal people? He's like, yeah, like are people exchanging it? He's like, yeah, people have found ways to like sort of do it. He said there's actually like tens of thousands of people in his area alone that are expected to actually be dealing in cryptocurrencies even when it's completely illegal. So I can only imagine what's happening like in the background. Uh, Alipay and WeChat, for those who have no idea what those are, those would kind of be like an app version of PayPal, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, your local dentist, your doctor, like uh, WeChat is pretty much everything. It's kind of, I do not, and I say this with earnest, I do not recommend downloading it. I would, um, <clears throat> if you are interested in learning about it, I would uh, click around more and find out about it. Do not download that to your phone at all costs. It is something that people use in China that keeps track of everything that you do in China. You link it to your Alipay. And pretty much everything you buy, everywhere you go, every single thing that you do is recorded and sent back to the Chinese government. And it's incredibly terrifying. So uh, the Chinese government has for some time been trying to make sure that everything flows through just these two. WeChat, like a couple of years ago, wasn't even as big as it is right now. Uh, it's kind of if, like it's type in like WeChat documentary, like anything like that. And you'll be terrified. Every single thing that you do, they were showing just a little side note. I saw a video and they were talking about the wonders of uh, this, this new cashless society in China and how amazing it was. They were talking about the prospects of Alipay and WeChat were pretty much that. And you wake up in the morning, you send your friends, uh, you know, good morning, hey guys, whatever. You send them a little photo, like a little gif or something like that of someone waving. That's all recorded. 
That all gets sent to the Chinese government. Uh, you message your friends, hey, are we going to go meet somewhere? Yeah, let's show this meet here. That all gets recorded. It goes to the government. You tell your friends, let's go meet at this restaurant. You and your friend make a, uh, a reservation at the restaurant and you pay with Alipay. Guess what? That's all recorded. So they know exactly where you are, what you paid for, exactly where you're going and at what time. You go meet there with your friends. You take photos and stuff like that on social media. Guess where that gets uploaded to? Onto WeChat and gets sent to, you guessed it, the Chinese government. Everything you do, they were also showing like during the day, um, you can play games and stuff on there. You can chat with your friends. You can go to like open forums and stuff like that, which all gets once again recorded. Uh, there are like news outlets and stuff on there that you can like then send to your friends. And if you uh, send things that uh, the government doesn't like you to send, guess what? That also gets recorded. They show this woman. She was using it and she was at some point she was like, I should make a dentist appointment. She made a dentist appointment. All of it goes through just these two apps. It's absolutely terrifying because all that information is sent right back to the government. So the fact, after all of that, the point is, the fact that there are people in the country who are using cryptocurrencies, I'm sure is a very big problem for the government. Who knows exactly? I had hopes at one point that China was going to uh, loosen the belt a bit and kind of slowly get into cryptocurrency acceptance. Don't think that's going to happen. I think if we still get any kind of confirmation that it's actually going to happen, uh, I think it's going to be something very weird and almost like odd exactly how they're going to do it. Anyway, without spending too much more time on China, didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, but I mean, really look into it. Like it's, it takes take 30 minutes from not watching your favorite TV show or movie or something on YouTube and like watch what's actually happening there. It'll, you'll, you'll, you'll understand very quickly uh, why cryptocurrencies and blockchain are important. Alrighty, everyone. Enough of my rambling. That's going to do it for this video. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you once again for watching and listening. 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 I do appreciate all of your support. <laughs> Thank you once again, and I'll talk to you all soon. See you.